Hey there, sisters. In the spirit of keeping it real, Kate and I wanted to let you know that we had a few audio issues in this particular episode of the podcast. I think Kate put it best. She said it was a little like a dark cloud of technology was following us around. What you're about to hear actually spans over two days and three hours of trying to record this podcast episode for you. And then lots and lots and lots of editing to make it sound as good as we could, but there are still some issues. We hope that you don't find them too distracting. And since I'm jumping on here a minute early, I wanted to let you know that Colleen Kessler, our guest today, is also an amazing author. Somehow in all this editing and technical stuff, that part got left out of our conversation. Her most recent book is 100 Backyard Activities That Are the Dirtiest, Coolest, Creepy Crawliest Ever, and it would be great for studying with your kids this spring. So if this is your first time joining us, or even if you're a longtime listener, we apologize for the audio issues, and there's still so much good in this episode. We think there's still a lot that you'll really enjoy hearing about, and we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Okay, here we go. Hi there, and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara, and we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out, but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Hi, Kate. Hey, Kara. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I am very excited about today's guest. Me too. She's one of my favorite people. She helped to... um, bring your dog to you, which is my favorite thing. Yes, she did. Like I already loved her. And then she helped your dog come from like what, Louisiana to up to a parking lot in Louisiana to a parking lot in Vermont. (laughs) And she volunteered to have a puppy sleepover with a potty and drive them from Ohio to to New York. I love that. How awesome is that? I absolutely love that. She Skyped with our puppy with us. Yeah. She's amazing. We're, we're talking, She's we should say people. who we're talking about, right? We're talking about the wonderful <laughs> Colleen Kessler. Woohoo! Colleen blogs at Raising Lifelong Learners. She's a gifted specialist, an educational consultant, an author, a speaker, and she's a homeschool mom to four kids. So I think this is going to be good. I'm really excited. Yep. We're going to jump in talking about quirky kids today. So should we give her a call? We should. Okay, here we go. Hey, Colleen. Hi, Colleen. Hi, Kara. Hi, Kate. How are you guys? Doing well. We're good. How are you? Doing well. Crazy here as always. You know how that goes. (laughs) Yeah. Some days more than others. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So for people who don't know you yet, can you tell us about you and your family and your work? Absolutely. I'm Colleen Kessler. Um, homeschool mom to four kids. We fall, like you guys, into the suddenly, unexpectedly homeschooling camp. Um, My oldest is 15, and we pulled him out of first grade in the middle of the school year after lots of ups and downs and, oh gosh, all sorts of stories that, you know, I'm happy to tell anybody who wants to listen sometime. But suffice it to say, he did not fit inside the box that was school and, um, we were at a loss. And so kind of, we pulled him and it's been both the the hardest and craziest and best thing that we've ever done. Um, so he's 15. I have a 10 year 
year-old daughter, an eight-year-old daughter, and a five-year-old son. And we all homeschool and have been kind of going at it for a while. And it's it's mostly good. <laughs> mostly good. You guys know how that is too, right? With, yeah. uh, with Corgi. Mostly. <laughs> yeah. So, so most of the time it's great. And, um, and we do a lot of different things. My kids are heavily involved in theater. So they keep me running to rehearsals and, and late night shows and things like that. So we, we piece things together in the margins and kind of follow an eclectic unschooly kind of child led bent, um, which I share about, um, on my site, raising lifelonglearners.com. I have a brand spanking new podcast that just released about two weeks ago, um, called raising lifelong learners. And, um, because we've talked about how, how untechy us tech people are. I don't actually have like a landing page on my site where you could go and find all the podcast episodes. Um, right now you can search for it in, in iTunes or you can go to individual episode, um, uh, like show notes pages right now, but, um, but you can find that on my site if you just search for the podcast. Um, and then, yeah, and Kate and I, um, met a few years ago, um, and have a group together on Facebook called Raising Poppies, um, where we, uh, have a support group for parents of gifted and twice exceptional kiddos. Yes, we do. Yes. Wonderful. Okay. Okay. So, I know that there are actually people that don't know this. Now, the term poppies refers to gifted kids, right? Yes. So, so this homeschool sister here hasn't really talked about how she got her, her blog name, huh? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so it's I'm funny so because of, you're so professional. That's okay. I'll fill everybody in for you, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's funny because we, we pulled together the name, name of the site or, or I'm sorry, the name of the group using our two sites. Um, mine's Raising Lifelong Learners. Hers is My Little Poppies. So we pulled it together as Raising Poppies to get both of our sites in there. But um, the term poppies has kind of taken on a life of its own. Um, it originally comes from an article um, that was written, I think, actually in Australia, where the, um, the gifted community likens what happens to gifted kids as what um, to what happens to poppies or other single-stem flowers in gardenscapes where gardeners lop off the tallest, the outliers of the flowers because they're trying to create like a uniform display. And that kind of happens in our schools where our brightest and our, you know, mo- our biggest outliers are our quirkiest kids. Um, they, they just get kind of pushed back or, or um, their abilities get minimized because they don't have time or resources to meet them where they are and move them forward. So they just kind of push them back down to the level of the majority of the the kids in the school. And so the term poppies has kind of evolved from that, um, both our group um, using it and then that article about how how our kids are cut down in the school systems. All right. So today we are going to talk about quirky kids, which you've mentioned. Um, now, between all of us, we have nine. <laughs> so my question is, are all kids, do. Yeah, are all kids quirky? Um, that's a good question. Um, well, I think that all kids have quirks. All kids, you know, just like that meme, right, Kate? Um, all kids are gifted. They just unwrap their packages right. at, at different times. Um of quirks, they just, you know, could be quirkier than others. Um, no, so, 
Yeah. When, when I'm talking about quirky kids or, or Kate's talking about the quirks of her kids, or you're talking about the quirks of your kids, we're talking about those kids who are neurologically wired differently. And, um, and that goes back to that, that gifted meme. Um, all kids are gifts. All kids are beautiful, wonderful, amazing, you know, different and unique people. But, um, but there is such a thing as, as brain wiring being different. And um, a gifted kid or a twice exceptional kid, and that's what I talk about a lot, um, really because it was my background. Um, when I taught, I taught uh, gifted and talented kids. I was um, a gifted specialist and have a master's degree in gifted and um, <laughs> prayed for nice average children because I worked with gifted kids on a regular basis. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, that didn't work out for me so well. So, um, so I talk about that because, um, gifted kids are, are wired differently. Their brains, um, they have, you know, a a different level of IQ. They have a different level of intensity and emotions. And so, all kids are different, but not all kids are as quirky as, as gifted or twice exceptional. And twice exceptional, for those that don't know, just means that a kid is gifted, but also has some other kind of neurological or educational or physical disability or, um, you know, issue that they're dealing with as well. But that's actually really common in kids who are gifted, right? That they are not uniformly necessarily, you know, doing the same at, um, at the same level with every single thing, you can have a child who's incredibly um, gifted in math but isn't able to tie their shoes, you know, (laughs) even though most of the kids in a standard classroom maybe, you know, have acquired that skill by that point, right? I I think that's one of the most misunderstood things about the gifted population is that people assume they liken gifted with high achievers who are uniformly high achieving, and they're actually quite asynchronous. And so you can have a kid who cognitively is functioning on a high school level when he's five or six, but emotionally he's still five or six or maybe even a couple years behind. And so it really makes a really unique situation when it comes to accommodating that child in the classroom. Yeah. And um, so there are, um, for the show notes, it's because I think that like Kate said, that is a super important and super misunderstood piece. Um, Kate has a couple of really great posts on her site about asynchrony and she's actually written one on my site. And then I've written a couple posts about that too. And like Kate said, um, that, that asynchrony is, is often the most misunderstood piece about giftedness. It's, it's also kind of like the hallmark characteristic of a gifted child. I would, I would wager to say, um, and one of the reasons that it's so hard for school districts to not lop off those tall poppies because they don't get it. And, um, I'm going to digress for one second. When we were in school studying to be teachers, um, anybody just getting our undergrad as an educator, um, we got one paragraph in one textbook in one class that mentioned giftedness. Mm-hmm. And so regular classroom teachers aren't equipped to, to see it. So they, they naturally think, Hey, gifted, they get everything super easily, which is why parents will be like, you have a gifted kid. Oh, you're so lucky. And we're like inside <laughs> cringing because we're or not, 
that because not only does that asynchrony happen with like, you know, someone hyper-focused on math, say, but can't tie their shoe, but sometimes the flip is true too, right? Their emotions and their ability to comprehend big world problems is so great that they're fixated and extremely sensitive and empathetic and can see these solutions to world problems, but they can't do their times tables or they can't write a coherent sentence because, you know, the fine, their fine motor skills um, can't match up to how quickly their brain is processing the words that they want to spew out at you. And um, so that asynchrony is, it, it causes all sorts of problems. And I'll, I'll give you one example. Um, Trevor is 15 and um, we have finally kind of, <laughs> it's only taken like 15 years, but my husband and I have finally come to realize that socially and emotionally, in play and social situations, he's really more like a 12 year old. He's always been about three years behind socially and emotionally with same age peers. So on the playground, he's playing like any 12 year old would play throwing, you know, mulch and <laughs> jumping off of the, um, the play equipment and tackling kids much younger than him because he's playing at their level, but he doesn't realize he's three years bigger and three years stronger. And it's just how he plays. But if you're in a room with him one-on-one as an adult, um, you would think that he was 35 years old and, and had studied nuclear physics for, for you know, a decade because he can have an intelligent, articulate, mature conversation with you about a topic that he's really, really interested in, but he can't play without like hurting somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think you just hit on something huge, which is that by bringing these kids home and being able to homeschool them, then we're able to sort of see them on all sides of them. And then, you know, help them through some of that where in a school setting, it's just not possible. I mean, there's just, there's 29 other kids in their class or, you know, the teacher just doesn't want to deal with some of the quirkiness. Right. (laughs) Um, Which is, which I mean, kind of leads to our, our next question that I wanted to talk about, which is, I mean, there are challenges when it comes to, um, parenting these kinds of kids. And, I think the three of us have talked a little bit about how um, it's hard not to go a little crazy sometimes (laughs) when, you know, you have kids who are kind of thinking all the time or worrying a lot. So um, can we explore that a little bit? Oh, I didn't know that I was supposed to not be crazy. (laughs) Um, yeah, no, it is. It's really, it's hard. I mean, honestly, um, I don't know how many times a day I box or Kate, like, (laughs) (laughs) I think, right. We're living the same lives. And then Kara and I have been talking a little bit more lately and we're realizing that, oh my gosh, Kate, just wait until your oldest is up there where our oldest are. Because there are so many similarities and there are so many things that even though we know in our, in our guts that it is normal for these types of kids, it doesn't make it easier. It doesn't make it easier. And um, it doesn't make it any less crazy or, you know, doesn't make that wine any less appealing. And um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's hard, right? Because they don't shut down um, from 
the time they're they're super teeny all the way up until their teens, they just don't shut down and their minds don't go at convenient moments. Like they don't want to spew all their thoughts on you. Um, at convenient times, they want no. to tell you everything. <laughs> no, and that, right at, at nine years old, you're getting bombarded with the things when you like are making dinner, or you finally want to wind down at night. And it doesn't change when they're 15, except that those thoughts are bigger, and those thoughts are one. You know, you know that you have this limited time with them, and um, you know, I'm I'm counting the clock. Right, he's got three years. Um, at most. Uh, well, no, he's got three years, but, um, sometimes we worry that that the social and emotional keep him here longer, but, um, but those thoughts are big. They're about his future and, and like, what am I going to do? And could I even have a job? And um, what if I never meet someone that can put up with me? And, you know, he's talking about these things that like, I need to be there to, to talk to him about those. He wants to talk about them at like, you know, midnight or one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And then my five-year-old, who's very intense as well, is going to be up at seven o'clock. And, you know, it, it does, it, the challenges are there. And, um, and then you've got the anxiety, um, which tends to come with kids who are, are thinking bigger thoughts at younger ages. And so you've got to alleviate that and validate that without pulling your hair out. I was, um, I wrote about that, um, recently, um, and, uh, and, and a post for simple homeschool, um, Kara was going to talk about that. Um, but just my son's anxiety, I have two that are anxious, my eight year old and my, my 15 year old. And, um, and there are probably four or five nights a week, um, that he, one of them or both of them end up on my floor sleeping because whatever is in their head can't get out of it. And it's easier to just let them sleep on the floor and get through it than to have them sitting and staring at their ceiling all night worrying. Okay. So we've got these kids with these big thoughts <laughs> and they want to learn big things. Um, have you guys experienced yet when your kid completely like leaves you in the dust with something? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. All right. So, I mean, it's, you know, when they're little and it's like, mom, how do you spell dog? Where is Germany? It's so, you know, you feel like, I am going to be so good at this homeschooling thing, you know, and then <laughs> they get into physics or something and you're like, uh, yeah, I'm done. I don't know what to do. So, I mean, how, how have you guys found to support these kids who all of a sudden have a passion, like literally overnight and you're just sort of like holding on to them as they're running in that direction? I think one of the good things about some of these kids is that they can be extremely self-directed in their learning. So I, with my nine-year-old, if he's caught a bug and needs to run with it on whatever it is, I can set him up. I can give him the resources and bring him to the library and take him on field trips and do documentaries, but he can kind of take that and run. Um, yeah. And to, to kind of piggyback on that, um, Kate uses a term that I'm, I've totally been using lately. I love it um, because it she's got a knack for describing what I've been doing all along and giving me words to describe it instead of like tripping over them. Her lazy unit studies, you guys have heard her yeah. use, use that. Term. My favorite. Um, I think I've pretty much done that my entire life, including when I taught. Yes. But like when I taught school and I had a resource room where I was working with gifted kids, we did, I would pull them out for specific subjects. I was in a district and I'm going to, I'm going to, um, 
preface this by saying I was in a district at the time that had a very robust gifted program. We were very fortunate. And I know now how fortunate my students were to have the programs we were allowed to have. Now, that district isn't like that anymore. It's not, you know, things have changed in education in the whatever decade I've been home here. But, um, but I could take my language arts kids and the only thing I had to accomplish for the whole year was like teach them how to research and dive deep into topics. So we could go with whatever they wanted to. And so that's what I would do. Just strew resources for them and kind of pull together, like you call it a lazy unit study. And I still do that with my kid. Um, I don't overthink it. I don't, um, I don't like plan out lesson plans day one for the student study. We're going to do this, this, this. I just pull together resources either based on a topic that they have expressed a little interest in or something that I kind of think is a spinoff of something that they've been, they've been learning about or they've liked that they might like too. And I set it out. There's, you know, books from the library, documentaries from Curiosity Stream and field trips from Field Trip Zoom. There's a lot of great resources, um, museums and stuff around here. There are always cheap toys and, um, you know, things you can get. We went into Michael's the other day and um, some of those safari tubes were on sale. And uh, I picked up an Egypt tube for three bucks. And um, Isaac, my five-year-old, was playing with it all day yesterday. And now the big kids have gone back to our old resources and pulled out some mystery of history because we have the book somewhere and some, um, you know, pyramid and mummy books. And they've watched a couple things on Curiosity. City Stream and Amazon Prime, and they're they're you know they're pulling together resources, and I'm strewing some of those same things that we've had you know around. I think I have um, I, or I, I do have a like a hieroglyphics um, chart, and I pulled up the website where they can type in their name, and it gets translated into hieroglyphics. That is a totally lazy unit study. Like I didn't do anything or tell them they had to. Right. And they don't have to do anything with it. I think that that's the beauty of doing it in a lazy way, which isn't really lazy because you're still pulling things out, but setting the stuff out in kind of a strewing fashion, um, based around a topic like a unit study where you don't set up any expectations for your kids and they can just dive in as deep as they want to, or only look at it for a couple of days. Yeah, I love that. And I think the the low expectation is so important because mm-hmm. otherwise you will get this it's there's this whole emotional component as a parent where it's like I put all this work into it and then you just like <laughs> didn't even care. And I think we talked about that two episodes ago, Kate, with um, you know, like helping our kids dive deep yes. but not doing more work than they want to do on a particular um topic. Mm-hmm. So Kate, we'll have to link to your post over at the show notes about lazy unit studies. And <laughs> Colleen, we are going to have to absolutely link to your post that's at Simple Homeschool this week, your day in the life post, because you talk about strewing in that. And it's also just a fantastic post that talks about, you know, I, I just, it made me feel a lot more normal, I think, after reading it. Um, because when you're homeschooling and when you have kind of quirky kiddos you end up doing certain things where you you have to adapt you have to sort of you know we're all Mm -hmm. just doing the best we can but 
it just really helped to hear that another family out there um, has kids, you know, who get anxious. And um, I, one of the things I loved is your honesty about that your days start later because they go later. Because like you said, you have right. kids that want to talk at one in the morning. So you can't also be up at five, you know, getting things ready for the day. So you do things the night before. So there's just a ton of really good tips in there. So right. we will definitely Thank you to that. Um, and something that came through in that post um, toward the end, you're talking about, you know, that you just need like a few minutes at night to watch TV or take a deep breath. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think part of this whole like homeschooling quirky kids thing means that there's not a lot of breaks. Not that there's a lot of breaks no. for any homeschool parent, but their, right. their brains kind of keep going in a way that you really only get a minute if they're unconscious, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. I always say my oldest goes until he's like, he literally passes out and his eyes are still uh-huh. open. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> like uh-huh. his whole body doesn't totally want to shut down. He's talk, 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 silence. Uh-huh. Yeah, we have that too. Like they, it is, we have two, I joke that we have two volumes in this house, like awake and asleep. Yeah. And, and that, that awake volume reverberates. This is the loudest house ever. Um, and it's not, it, it's funny because I, I whine about it sometimes and I complain about it and, and I talk about it. Um, I, I speak and when I talk to other parents of, of quirky and gifted and, and twice exceptional kids, I'll say this, you know, like jokingly, you know, stock up on chocolate. <laughs> You're going to need a lot of coffee. Yeah. Um, but the truth is I do love it. I wouldn't want it every, any other way because I'm a little quirky too. And I enjoy that their minds are going, but there are times I'm introverted and I need to recharge with my introversion. And so sometimes I will, I'll just take a cup of coffee when it's warm out into our gazebo in the backyard. And my husband will come home from work and he'll find me there and he'll sit down to talk and I'll say, I can talk to you in a half an hour. I, I really need to introvert right now. I just <laughs> need silence with no other human being talking to me. And he will be like, okay. And he will walk away because he's not introverted. So he doesn't really get that, but he can see the, like the wildness in my eyes and <laughs> the meltdown about to occur. <laughs> so I take it when I can. And as I wrote about in that post, sometimes that means that even though I'm exhausted and I want to go to sleep, um, I'll stay up an extra half an hour at two o'clock in the morning and stare at a wall or, um, listen to a book or, or like not do anything, but just sit because I just need the silence for a few minutes. And, um, and then I can do it again. Um, because you're right, there is no downtime ever. And, and we've talked before, I don't have a huge, strong family system where extended family system where I can go give my kids to for a break. Um, it's me and it's our friends and, you know, some of our family, but, but it's mostly me. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes, you know, if you're mom out there and it's, to you because there's nobody else that can give you that break, then you need to find those little spot, those little quiet moments, whether that's getting up early, if you're a morning person, staying up late, um, after everybody walking out to the gazebo, hiding under the stairs with a cup of tea, whatever it is, there is no shame in that at all. It's, it's sanity and you need that sanity and you need to be okay with saying, I just need a break. You need to not talk for a second. You know, just listening to that, um, 
it brought something else up in my mind too. And <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to phrase it. Um, and <laughs> that like we become our kids person because the other thing mm-hmm. I think that happens sometimes when you have kind of quirky outside the box kids is that maybe not everybody understands that even other family members or, you know, anyone else. And so, um, I mean, it, it, are you guys getting what I'm saying? I'm not phrasing yes. this very well, but that you, yeah. you kind of become like the one who, when they're their advocate. Yeah. And when mm-hmm. they need to unload, they've got to unload to you when they need that emotional support. You're the one that they go to when they need to scream at somebody. You're the one that they scream at. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is that mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. You're their safe yeah. landing. Yeah. 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 And so then that doesn't come with a lot of breaks in the world because you can't always say like, you know what, just save that and tell your uncle next time you see him, you know? No, it doesn't doesn't work like that. Like, I think that, um, you know, until they're adults and out of the house, we are the people that they're going to come looking for when stuff is spinning in their minds. Mm -hmm. And that might not change, right? It might not change right away when they're adults and out of the house. Um, and it's okay. Like, um, I, I totally hear what you're saying. And yeah, we, I get, I say to, to parents, you're going to get the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows. They're going to be celebrating with you and they're going to be dumping on you and telling you how horrible a job you did. I always, I'm very fortunate in that a friend, a close friend of mine, um, is in her, she's in her eighties. Um, she's been in my writing group. I've talked to Kate about her before. Um, but she was my, my children's writers writing mentor for, for years. And we're just friends now. And and one of the things that bonded us together was she's got six kids, all grown, lots of grandchildren and, and great grandchildren. But her sixth, her baby, is my oldest, and um, and she can so identify with everything that I go through and can like tell me that not only did he make it, but he did find a wife that will put up with him. And he is now, you know, like he's a nuclear physicist. He has a garage band that performs gigs in the Seattle area and he blows glass on the side for fun, experimenting with chemical compounds to make different color combinations in his garage. (laughs) And and he hasn't blown anything up yet. And he, he has three beautiful children. Right. It's totally. And it's my son and the way he's always talked to her. And he still, to this day, like if something goes really, really right, he calls his mom. If something goes really, really wrong, he calls his mom because she was his person, you know, forever. And, I'll, and so, um, there, there is a beauty in that too. Um, you have a deeper connection with your kids when they're this quirky and nobody else gets them, but you, that other people might not have have with theirs yeah that's a long-term that's a long-term view and I don't always see it clearly so I'm saying it right now to give <laughs> to give listeners hope but no exactly exactly that's wonderful <laughs> though that you you can see that every once in a while that you can see that this guy grew up to be successful and that it's going to be okay and you know I think that's the thing I think we need support in homeschooling and in parenting and if we have unique challenges I think it's so wonderful when we can connect with other people that understand those challenges and who can see that 
um, you know, like how you guys talk about you Voxer each other and Kate and I Voxer each other and mm-hmm. Colleen, you and I are on Voxer and we're talking now. And, um, but you can say to each other, you know, today sucked. It was awful. I just want to tear my hair out. But that doesn't right. mean that you don't love your life. It just means right. that we all have these days where we just feel really like there's a lot of challenges and there's not enough chocolate in the world. Right. Right. Um, okay. So you mentioned and it's natural oh. to feel like, I'm sorry, that some days you're doing better than others. You know, sometimes because right. of things going on in your own life, it might be harder to manage the intensity of having, you know, really quirky poppies. Um, but you're still, you know, you do the best you can. One other thing I wanted to ask you about, because I know we do this too and we talk about it a lot, is how much of a role Alexa, the Echo, Amazon <laughs> Echo, plays in your homeschool. Yes. So um, so it's funny because I wrote about that in um, in my Simple Homeschool post that Kara's going to link to. Um, and it, it really just like, you know how, Kate, you told me once before, um, and actually you probably said it many times before, like you don't think to write about some things because... They just, you just do them and (laughs) you don't think anything of it. It just is what you do. And why would anyone find it interesting? And so we, I, I bought myself, so I buy my own birthday presents and then like put somebody's name on it for me sometimes because, (laughs) you know, get what I want. And so I, I bought myself, um, through my husband's credit card, uh, on a dot, um, or an echo dot, um, in November. And, um, you know, on the black Friday special and the kids have just fallen in love with it, you know, doing all the things that kids do, asking it to make, you know, inappropriate noises and Mm -hmm. tell jokes and all that kind of stuff. Um, but what's been really interesting and fascinating for me is how how much they use Alexa to help them in their schooling. And I love it because it's given, it's given, um, all of them really, uh, um, more autonomy and kind of more, um, ownership of some of their learning. And it kind of goes along with what we were talking about earlier with the lazy unit studies and the strewing. They, um, they can ask questions about things that they're interested in, or they can ask her to find a show on Amazon prime. Um, but my eight year old, so this is what I talk about a little bit in the simple homeschool post. Um, my eight year old is a struggling reader. We're not quite sure for sure if she has dyslexia or a processing issue. We're kind of in the process of feeling that all out. She definitely has sensory processing disorder. She definitely has anxiety. And so it could just be those things holding her back with her reading and her writing. But she has the most highly developed imagination and sense of story of anybody I know. And she can come up with a story or a song about any topic. And, um, and I can't always sit there and tell her how to spell or sentence or whatever. So she has started, um, parking herself with blank books or spiral notebooks, um, and colored pencils right by the, uh, the echo dot. And she will ask Alexa how to spell words. And, um, so I find her all the time writing stories with Alexa and then she'll read them to us. And it's fantastic because a year ago she wouldn't write because she wasn't confident enough in her reading. And, and so now, now she'll write that using Alexa and then come read it to us with all this pride and expression and her really good stories. Um, and then she'll 
have Alexa calculate things for her and Isaac will interrupt our audiobooks with um, the Power Rangers theme song and come. <laughs> for us, it's, it's raining tacos. <laughs> yes, we do that one too. In fact, they have downloaded like half of Perry Grip's yes. albums. Oh my gosh. Um, there's a cat there's a cat licking your birthday cake is a yeah. favorite. Do you know that one? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> so we were all sick at the beginning of January and there was one day that my nine year old was feeling well and everyone else was kind of couch bound. And he is really into Calvin and Hobbes right now and therefore tigers. And so he used Alexa to write a report on tigers and it's really good. Mm -hmm. And it includes maps and where they're distributed in the world and endangerment, you know, various levels and how many are in the wild versus in captivity. It was really amazing. And I did none of it. It was all him and Alexa. It's, it's really cool. And I was, I was just telling Kate that, um, I, like I said, I never really thought that it was a big deal. It was just what they did um, because my kids have always found their own ways to learn about things that they want to learn about or do things that they want to do. And so it was just one of those things. But since you had brought it up to me, Kara, um, I'm working on a post about it. So hopefully that'll be done before you guys have your show notes up and I can send you a link to an Alexa schooling post. But um, there's so many different things that they do with it that just blow my, it just blows my mind. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, I love it. I love Alexa schooling. Oh, That's love fun. <laughs> I was going to say thank you for, for also coining that term for me. You know, Kate's lazy unit studies and uh, Kara's schooling. I'll just, I'll just tell you guys what I do with my kids and you can tell me what it's called. That'll work. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. We're all better together, right? If we all just exactly. share what we're doing, we're all going to. Um, okay. So a couple of quick things before we go. Um, you're speaking at all of the great homeschool conventions this year, right? I Yes, I am. And I'm super excited about that I'm doing three talks myself, um, about, you know, just different things that are related to quirky kids, but I'm also doing a mom to mom panel with Sarah McKenzie and Pam Barnhill. We're going to all three be sitting up there fielding anybody's questions and just kind of chatting with our coffee and our chocolate. And we wanted to just remind everybody that you have a brand new podcast. It's fantastic. And Kate, yes, it is. is there's an episode with you. And so everybody yeah. um, can head over and check that out. We'll make sure to link to all of that in the show notes as well. And, um, Real quick, can you just tell everyone where they can find you? And you have other, you always have so many fantastic things going on, but you have a couple other things <laughs> going on coming up this year, right? Yes. So, yeah, super excited. Um, so RaisingLifelongLearners.com, you can find everything. You can find the podcast links there. You can find social media and all that stuff. Um, my Facebook page has great things. Um, and that's just raising lifelong learners on Facebook. I have, um, coming out the same day as the simple homeschool post on Monday. Um, so it would be what the day before yesterday when this yes. airs, mm -hmm. um, there is a strewing series on my site. So, so many people have asked me about strewing that I've created a, just a five day email series about it. So you can sign up for that and get a bunch of tips and inspiration and cool ideas to strew and do some lazy unit studies of your own. And, um, so that'll be on my site and it'll be linked in the simple homeschool post. And, um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's it. We'll just sign up for the newsletter. You'll find out all the cool things that are happening <laughs> this year. Oh, okay. So before we go, uh, Colleen, what is something right now that is bringing you joy? Something that is bringing me joy. Okay. So personally, I have two things that I'm going to share. One is about my kids and one is about me. So my personal thing that is bringing me joy right now, and this is the silliest thing in the world, but it is peanut M&M's. 
<laughs> Nothing silly about that. Oh my gosh. I have been hiding like big bags of peanut M&Ms. And when my kids want them, I say no, because they're mommy's protein bites. Cause you know, they have peanuts in them. So <laughs> <laughs> like a dill granola. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So those are, those are mommy's protein bites. And I have a bag in my car, which is nicely frozen because it's cold outside. And, um, anyway, so peanut M&Ms and then my kids, both my two oldest ones are in place right now. And while it's exhausting to have to do community theater shows at two different theaters in two different opposite directions, Sunday through Thursday till 10 PM, it's amazing to see this 10 year old and this 15 year old, like find their passions, find something they're fantastic at and be able to like say goodbye and walk into the theater and like belt out songs and learn whole scripts and make new friends and do these cool things. And then, and the shows that they're both currently doing because they're, they're big theaters, they have field trip groups coming in. So like they have to perform during the day for school groups and it's a pretty big deal. And it's been really cool to watch them bloom in that way I love that yeah that's fantastic what about you Kate um I'm gonna say puppy we got our puppy (laughs) and he's awesome although during this podcast it's been a little tricky because my husband is away with the kids and so he's like wreaking havoc here but he's very adorable and the kids love him and we're very happy to have him here it's been really fun he's so cute he's he's adorable and colleen actually had a sleepover with my puppy during the rescue i know that's the coolest Uh, thing (laughs) she met him before i did i did i met him before i met kate yep (laughs) (laughs) life is crazy What about you, Kara? Um, I am going to say yoga with Adrian. Oh, my gosh, yes. Kate, we and I, we, we and I, Kate and we I, I have both been doing yoga with Adrian, and we have some other friends that are doing it, too. I had never done it before. I had heard these people talking about, you know, Adrian and YouTube, and I was like, I don't know. I like my, you know, other stuff that I do, and I'm fine. And then she's doing this 30-day challenge right now, and it has been so good. And she just announced that she's going to have – because there's, like, a calendar that goes with it. Yeah. And there's a focus topic every day, which has been just so fantastic. And so she just announced that she's going to do something like that for February for all these people who have started following along. And I'm not even kidding. I almost started crying. I was so happy. Yeah, I did too. I did a dance. (laughs) Yeah, because I was thinking, what am I going to do after this? Because it's been so good. I've just really, really loved it. I think she needs to have one for every month of the year. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. No pressure. Um, (laughs) No pressure. I'm going to have to check that out. I don't know... I don't know Yoga by Adrian. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the best. It's good. I canceled my subscription to my previous place. I did too. I did yeah. too. And they offered me two months free and I was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm all right. Good right now. Um, yeah. And she's just, <laughs> she's so funny and she's got this dog, Benji, who hangs out and does yoga. I love her. the dog. It's just, I love that she leaves the dog in there because yeah. that's just life. Because it is. you do your <laughs> yoga at home and there is a dog on your yoga mat or there's a kid. Or a cat. Yeah, a cat at my house. (laughs) All right. Well, this has been so fun, you guys. I've just loved talking with you. And um, we will have all of the show notes for this episode over at thehomeschoolsisters.com. And you guys have a wonderful day. You too. too. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 
Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'd love to answer your question next, so head to our site, thehomeschoolsisters.com, and click on Ask Us a Question. We share posts over there, too, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes so we can connect with more sisters out there. And until next time, remember, you've got this, sister. excited about that I'm doing three talks myself um, about you know just different things that are related to quirky kids but I'm also doing a mom to mom panel with Sarah McKenzie and Pam Barnhill we're gonna all three be sitting up there fielding anybody's questions and just kind of chatting with our coffee and our chocolate and we wanted to just remind everybody that you have a brand new podcast it's fantastic and Kate yes it is, is there's an episode with you and so everybody yeah um, can head over and check that out. We'll make sure to link to all of that in the show notes as well. And um, real quick, can you just tell everyone where they can find you? And you have other, you always have so many fantastic things going on, but you have a couple other things <laughs> going on coming up this year, right? Yes. So yeah, super excited. Um, so raisinglifelonglearners.com, you can find everything. You can find the podcast links there. You can find social media and all that stuff. Um, my Facebook page has great things. Um, and that's just raising lifelong learners on Facebook. I have, um, coming out the same day as the simple homeschool post on Monday. Um, so it would be what the day before yesterday when this airs, Mm -hmm. um, there is a strewing series on my site. So, so many people have asked me about strewing that I've created just a five day email series about it. So you can sign up for that and get a bunch of tips and inspiration and cool ideas to strew and do some lazy unit studies of your own. And, um, so that'll be on my site and it'll be linked in the simple homeschool post. And, um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's it. We'll just sign up for the newsletter. You'll find out all the cool things that are happening this year. (laughs) Oh, okay. So before we go, uh, Colleen, what is something right now that is bringing you joy? Something that is bringing me joy. Okay. So personally, I have two things that I'm going to share. One is about my kids and one is about me. So my personal personal thing that is bringing me joy right now, and this is the silliest thing in the world, but it is peanut M&M's. <laughs> <I> have, <laughs> Nothing silly about I, that. Oh my gosh. I have been hiding like big bags of peanut M&M's. And when my kids want them, I say no, because they're mommy's protein bites. Cause you know, they have peanuts in them. So <laughs> <laughs> like a dill granola. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So those are, those are mommy's protein bites. And I have a bag in my car, which is nicely frozen because it's cold outside. And, um, anyway, so peanut M&Ms and then my kids, both my two oldest ones are in plays right now. And while it's exhausting to have to do community theater shows at two different theaters in two different opposite directions, Sunday through Thursday till 10 PM, it's amazing to see this 10 year old and this 15 year old, like find their passions, find something they're fantastic at and be able to like say goodbye and walk into the theater and like belt out songs and learn whole scripts and make new friends and do these cool things. And then, and the shows that they're both currently doing because they're, they're big theaters, they have field trip groups coming in. So like they have to perform during the day for school groups and it's a pretty big deal. And it's been really cool to watch them bloom in that way I love that yeah that's fantastic what about you Kate um I'm gonna say puppy we got our puppy and he's <laughs> awesome although during this podcast it's been a little tricky because my husband is away with the kids and so he's like 
wreaking havoc here, but he's very adorable and the kids love him and we're very happy to have him here. It's been really fun. He's so cute. He's adorable. And Colleen actually had a sleepover with my puppy during the rescue. I know. That's the coolest Uh, thing. I did. (laughs) She met him before I did. I did. I met him before I met Kate. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Life is crazy. What about you, Kara? Um, I am going to say yoga with Adrian. Oh, my gosh, yes. Kate, we and I, we, we and I, Kate and we I, I have both been doing yoga with Adrian, and we have some other friends that are doing it, too. I had never done it before. I had heard these people talking about, you know, Adrian and YouTube, and I was like, I don't know. I like my, you know, other stuff that I do and I'm fine. And then she's doing this 30 day challenge right now. And it has been so good. And she just announced that she's going to have, cause there's like a calendar that goes with it. Yeah. And there's a focus topic every day, which has been just so fantastic. And so she just announced that she's going to do something like that for February for all these people who have started following along. And I'm not even kidding. I almost started crying. I was so happy. Yeah, because I did too. I did a dance. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was thinking, what am I going to do after this? Cause it's been so good. I've just really, really loved it. So. I think she needs to have one for every month of the year. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. No pressure. Um, <laughs> no pressure. I'm going to have to check that out. I don't know. I don't know yoga by Adrian. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the best. It's good. I canceled my subscription to my previous place. I did too. I did yeah. too. And they offered me two months free and I was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm all right. Good right now. Um, yeah. And she's just, she's so funny and she's got this dog, Benji, who hangs out and does yoga. I love her. the dog. It's and just, I love that she leaves the dog in there because yeah. that's just life. Because you do your yoga at home and there is a dog on your yoga mat or there's a kid. Or a cat. Yeah, a cat at my house. (laughs) All right. Well, this has been so fun, you guys. I've just loved talking with you. And um, we will have all of the show notes for this episode over at thehomeschoolsisters.com. And you guys have a wonderful day. You too. too. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'd love to answer your question next, so head to our site, thehomeschoolsisters.com, and click on Ask Us a Question. We share posts over there, too, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes so we can connect with more sisters out there. And until next time, remember, you've got this, sister. Sister.